Know Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your host, Daniel Powinski and Eduardo Manteca, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. Welcome to the Nightself Podcast. I'm here with Daniel. Hello. I'm Eduardo. And here we go, man. It's been some some time right now. We've been doing a lot of preparing for these next episodes that are coming up as, you know, um, as we've been talking about, um, well, pretty much a lot. And I think this idea that of us having this open conversation about the topics that are coming up next, the... Um, the significance of these topics and what they what they really mean for us and 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 what we provide to our audience you know uh are not just crucial but i think it's time that we have these conversations openly uh you know between you and i for our audience to hear and how we prepare and how we how we really um you know work in these themes that apply not only to our own lives but uh hopefully for the lives of others that are trying to you know, move ahead in in this life. And so Daniel had this great idea where, you know, we decided that we would, um, again, record this conversation, these conversations we always have before we hit record and, you know, the readiness, um, that we have to sort of engage in, uh, with one another before we, we go on to the next topic or how we related to the topic from the week before. And, uh, you know, for next week we will have this topic, especially on, uh, Greek mythology, but, uh, I'm excited to talk just to you today, man, um, about, you know, all these relatable subjects and how they, um, how they all intertwine and what they'll be, um, covering for the next, uh, few episodes. So, um, yeah, man. Yeah. No, I, I love that introduction and I love that we're going to kind of discuss things that are in the near future, but also always kind of looking back to the past. Yeah. And this was something that um, was quickly brought up on a patron video this week. Um, but this this forever harvest of principles, esoteric understanding and symbolism. Hmm. These aren't just, we, we always talk about like, going back to these subjects and, and like what we're going to do tomorrow and next week when we're going to talk about the mythology stories that, right. we, you know, that are going to kind of uncover and how they're going to kind of help open up the Zodiac and give us this bigger idea. But these, these forever harvesting of these principles, we really have to think of the, the occult almost like wheat and it almost always is growing and we're always watering it as we continue down this path. Mm-hmm. And so it's very important for us to go back to all of the early principles, all the stories, everything that we've studied, you have to go back because more has grown there because you've nourished it ever since you've cho- chosen to really live in this life of the observer, you know, really observing the spiritual understanding and really that connection to that higher self, right? For sure. And so this process of always going back and yielding the harvest of the work that we do, the further understanding, and then the new perspective you have. 
And that's what's so deep about these is because they're forever unfolding. You only get the message that you're supposed to get. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with books. You know, especially now I've been going back to certain books that were really powerful to me. And of course, those passages I highlighted five, six years ago in my study right. still rock my world, right? Just like amazing. But now all of a sudden, the ones that don't have highlights, all of a sudden, wow, now I see this. I can see the bigger picture. I wasn't, at that time, the lesson was focused on these lines, and I completely foregone these, you know, the lines that came afterwards. But after you go back and you connect to it, it's like this harvest. It's this, this forever coming of information. And not only is a cult text like that, but these principles and definitely symbols. And that's what we're going to approach in mythology is this understanding of symbols and the, the foreverness and the constant unfoldment. And it's as we unfold ourselves that we get a better understanding and through that, a better incorporation, because that's the final step. It's really incorporating these universal archetypes within us and, and connecting our soul to even the far grander plan, above the personal, to the collective, to that approaching that Christ consciousness, which is those, those later steps in alchemy, that six and that seven step. Yeah, no, I love what you're saying in regards to the incorporation, because I mean, that's exactly what happened to me just studying. Um, and we don't want to spoil what we're doing for next week. I don't want to say the exact topic, but in Greek mythology, you know, you start to see all the, the correlations between, you know, just the seven even stages of alchemy. You start to see even just one of the seven uh, through alchemy, you'll start to rep relate um, what the transmutation of the individual in the story in Greek mythology is actually um, going through what the occurrence of, of the, st in the story is actually have, has an, in uh, as an unfolded, like, um, uh, approach of, of this sort of like, even if we talked about this before with the hero's journey, but you sort of see these deeper layers and it, it just, what it really does for me is it, it causes this aside from like right now speaking, uh, you know, in sort of a, a broken, uh, way is that I have to sort of check myself and, and say less and sort of take it all in and see what the meaning really um, is behind everything. Because, you know, you read things so straightforward and then you realize, oh, okay, well, I see what they're, what they're putting down. It's like, it's that, it's that easy right. to, to see what they're putting down. But then you read it again and you're like, oh my gosh, how did I not see that before? And it takes me like a lot longer now, I would say, than it did before to sort of digest, you know, absorb, and then to come on here and be able to talk. And so, you know, again, in the last, you know, few days of studying some of these, um, you know, ancient stories, um, I have to sort of slow down and, and, and rather than just running through pages, I'm like, okay, I'm reading just like two pages back and back again. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, there it is, you know, really finding the way to let it resonate like it didn't before. And I think that's, to me, one of the greatest rewards of having an understanding like this, but also uh, there's a discipline aspect to it where you have to say, okay, like it's okay that you're not getting past eight pages as quickly as you used to, and you're probably not supposed to. So I like what you're saying about, you know, even what you've highlighted before and, and it still resonates with you, but now there's these other uh, in-betweens that, 
kind of come up to you. And I don't know, I I think that's, that's an awesome, it's comforting for me to hear you say that because, you know, I do feel alone in it sometimes, you know, you know, I, I go on and on for days when I'm not seeing friends or family or even, um, of course, Daniel, when we'll, we'll check up on with one another about a topic we're talking about. Um, but I'm still just a person trying to make sense of a lot of, um, interpretations of of where we are in life and those who came before us who are trying to leave a piece of themselves to guide us through maybe something that they didn't realize until years until um the end of the of the road for them in their physical realm and i'm still a young person trying to put these pieces together and and be real about you know, where I'm at emotionally, where I'm at mentally. And, uh, yeah, I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And it's, it's interesting because when we, when we do start approaching these mythology, we're seeing the, the weight of gold of learning the alchemical language, which is that universal language. So now we're able to, to see these stories. We're able to read the Bible. It's all through this, this, this deeper perceptive perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're kind of approaching as we're even looking to how do we maneuver this through our lives? How do we incorporate this? It's it's this approaching, but it's this it's this quickening that as you align yourself, there's immediate feedback given from universal consciousness. Yeah. Where you feel that that feedback that pulls you back in and a little goes a long way yeah. with the universal life force because it is all. It's it's the it's the lowest common denominator, right? And so we feel that feedback, but you know, it's just so interesting because again, in, in mythology, everything, it's all gonna get connected and everything's so, it's, it's all so much more beautiful when it's connected. And that's actually how the ancients kind of looked at that aspect of what you would consider universal life force and what you would consider the deity of like the devil or that low base consciousness. Right. And the aspect of that wholeness is, seeing all the parts come together. You know, the the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, right. which is the opposite of what Satanism would be, which kind of separates everything up into its component, right? And we can kind of see which one kind of it plays its cycle in the life that we kind of leave. But this this aspect of the whole and this complete and this holistic understanding with this, this alchemical language brings us to, it you know, we're not just talking about stories, but you're already talking about numbers with like seven, you know? And you just think about, you think about the number seven and you think about it even with your life. And we kind of think about like the story of Saturn Returns, which is told all the way through mythology. Yes. Right? And it's like that 28 year mark, you know? And we spoke about this before and it's great. I was reading um, an astrological essay by Manly P. Hall. And it was actually looking at the the astrological understanding of infant mortality Mm. through the astrological lens. So very in-depth study. And that's, again, you know, one of the things when we we study the esoteric and the occult, there is difficult subjects. It's not all beauty. And we definitely know this, but there's really no such thing as negative knowledge. Knowledge is only negative if we use it to create a negative end. Right, that's the only aspect. All knowledge is is um, something that we need to probably understand. You know, the incorporation, and so even with stories like this, you're you're kind of going through this. But he speaks about these these seven year cycles that work within us, 
and the elements of how they fall. And if you think about it, that first seven year cycle represents earth. And you kind of think about like your early life and you're just getting to know your body, mm. right? We, we talk about it on the natal chart readings. Like when you meet your ascendant for the first time, which is like your first original relationship with life, that was like the first time you wiggled your fingers and like your mother or your caretaker didn't wiggle theirs. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm yeah, my yeah. own conscious individual. <laughs> you know, like that's the ultimate hero's dose right there, right? And you went through that and you had an original lens at life and that's what you kind of look like. But this, this earth is this very early formation and it's the first seven years. So again, we have the alchemical process. And then when we're going through mythology, there's a certain set of stories about this first seven years. And now it's not always spoken through a child's lens, but it's usually about the early start of a journey, early maturity of somebody. It's the beginning, right? And that's what we kind of told. And this always represented earth. Yeah. right? That seven-year cycle. And we can totally get it, right? Understanding your body, understanding the limits, understanding what are the social norms, right. you know, just, again, Saturn. So Saturn's already kind of shown up, which is interesting because this is kind of your your first connection with Saturn mm-hmm. is in the beginning of this, this zero, right? Because he's actually going to be the individual that meets you at the end of this cycle as well. And so we have this earth aspect, we have this expansion. And then the second seven years is water and isn't that so interesting how we have like the development of the emotions right and now we can also think about all these aspects of mythology that have to do with water stories right it's going to be about this kind of period right and so that's this aspect in the seven year cycle so now this is from seven to 14 and we have this aspect of of water and then it goes from 14 to 21 we have that aspect of fire and of course, we kind of see that the 17, 18, the 21 year old kind of catching you right at the end of that, that spark and that whole, that whole aspect. And then it lends with air and we have the, the idolization, the idea of creating thought, the personality, right? The, the whole intellectual is kind of formed. And then that's when the whole cycle kind of starts back over. And so we have these 28, we have these 28 year patterns and at the end of that, we have Saturn comes back around and it checks you. How did you handle the four elements? How did you handle these aspects of life, what these mm-hmm. represented? And we're going to see this represented so beautifully through stories, through imagery. Something that we don't really have the ability to do anymore in this kind of sense. Like we have great writers and there's individuals that can tap into this, but this way to communicate universal natural law is is really just this beautiful orchestra that's happening kind of in front of your eyes. And so this mythology is going to just be, I think, a fantastic little jumping point to not only help co- connect our like Bible studies, but just how everything plays. It's all part of the grand, the great work. Absolutely. No, you know, I really like that you're, um, you're bringing that up because you know, the imagery that we can replicate right now, you know, we, we see beautiful art, you know, throughout history, of course, and and in this present moment, we see a lot of, you know, great art that that's that is is represented by you know unique individuals who are are using that talent to express themselves. But it's kind of crazy that we don't use the art as much as we once did in order to communicate or convey an emotional um, pinpoint in the evolution of our lives. 
um, through these imagery, through through this imagery. Does that make sense? We use words now, and and we we're, we're thankful to have the words that have come about since since like you know the twentieth century with psychology, modern psychology coming in and, and kind of giving you the word that you can utilize to describe the emotional. Um, abandonment you might have or the detachment you might have uh, encountered with an individual um, in your life and that's why you may feel this way or think this way but with uh, symbols and imagery you can do this this very deep deep um, connection to something more that I don't even have the words for that I keep finding within the studies that we do either whether I love that you bring up Manly P Hall, but man, there's some stuff that I start to read and I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's really hard to wrap my head around what he's saying. Um, and what he's trying to convey, but I, I feel what he's trying to convey. Um, and, and so, yeah, so, so I know we, we kind of did that with when we were breaking down the Bible, we were talking about, you know, what this really actually represents. And, and in this case, like say, just when we started talking about Noah and his ark, you know, we talked about, you know, what it really embodied, what it really meant as far as what the ark was. And I'm not sure if a lot of the listeners agreed or disagreed with the way we broke that down, but nonetheless, you know, there's many individuals that came before us who can kind of give you, um, or I should say, enlighten you to, to have an understanding of what is actually being described here in this, in this story. Right. And so I really like that you're, you're saying all this because that's exactly how I've been feeling lately in the last, I would say like six months is that I have to go back and I have to sort of take the words and not necessarily take them lightly, but don't try to define them so in such a rigid fashion, because then I just, I kind of lose the interpretation that that was left there for me to have. Does that make sense? Right, right. And, and so that's what I feel like I'm slowly, the evolution of my understanding of the esoteric or the occult has become more anchored with these symbols Mm -hmm. and uh, less with the quotes, even though, you know, I know that we'll, we'll go on and quote great philosophers of their time and, or of the time rather and 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 say hey this resonates with me does it resonate with you but oh, the way that it was done when, in greek mythology or the way it was done even in, in the biblical series that we were doing with genesis um just has such a more impact that i hope more of our um i hope more individuals can kind of go back to with that kind of you know understanding we talked about um terence malick and the way he films and like he's like the only person i know in modern day with regards to cinema who can do that and -hmm. give you that deeper meaning, you know? Um, But it is getting lost where people are like, well, I'm seeing the imagery and I've seen movies that are great, but this just didn't resonate with me. And it's like, no, I think your eyes are trying to give you the understanding of the images you're seeing by the way you're perceiving the image from a sort of conditioned state versus like an open mind of, oh, this is what they're really trying to say that it has a a duality here, a deeper meaning going on. And so that's kind of what I keep running into with a lot of the studying that we're doing now is that I'm sort of like having to take a step back and reassess and relook at what actually was left behind for us to feel inside rather than just, you know, like, like I love that the way you're talking about the four elements in regards to these, um, 
these uh, divided stages in, in sevens that we go through in life, but you're absolutely right. It's just how, how it's interpreted and how, you know, we get checked from the time that we um, started that journey with Saturn and then how Saturn comes back to kind of be like, Hey, so what, where are you at right now with all of this? You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. No, man. And no, I, and I love the idea too. And I love how the, we're really kind of focusing on symbols because a symbol is is an outer and visible form of an inner and spiritual reality. Okay. And so that symbol is that outer and visible form of an inner and spiritual reality. And I think when we start to understand that, that these myths, these are not, these are not stories that are happening out in front of us, these stories, you know, it's, it's inner reality mm. making itself present. It's yes. the inner Yes, the inner conflict. We we are all going through these stories. We all travel through the zodiac. We're going to go through all of the of the houses. Mm-hmm. We dance with at the Last Supper. We we break bread with all twelve disciples, right through that aspect of the sun in the middle. And so there's this whole uncoming, and there's just just a bigger ability to see these these really larger housings. And we always talk about housings, and it's that. It's that container of the universal energy. Right. And what we're going to be able to do with mythology is we're going to get to lower common denominators of these housing at units of energies, mm. the, the mother feeders to the rest of reality. And everything else is going to be kind of t- touched by these large essences and deep human desires and aspects of our consciousness right. that are going to be represented in all of these stories that we've been talking, whether they're you know, whatever mythology tradition, it's all the same, right? It's all that kind of universal thing. But that's what we're going to be approaching from. And I think that's going to be a really kind of unique way of helping not only further our understanding, but also make it more relatable and see why it's so important to to travel those to all aspects of consciousness. Right. Right. You know, because even though you have, you know, even though like people are like, oh, but I have so much, let's say Virgo in my chart. And so they very much like connect with that energy. There's this aspect of almost, we ignore the other energies, but we don't understand that we really need to learn about these energies almost even more. And this is actually what we kind of compare ourselves against. And so What's so interesting about learning about mythology is again you you learn to deal to connect with others on a deeper aspect too. Yeah. And you have this deeper understanding of, you know, what's the lens of consciousness? What what kind of shade of what what what's their lens shade that they see life through? You know, how do they approach this area? Um and so yeah, it's just kind of this this fascinating idea. So I love this this furthering understand this furthering discussion of these symbols. Um, and how they really are just an inner spiritual reality making itself into form. And so we have this spiritual reality, which is that forced, and it's making itself into a form exactly. so we can perceive it. Right? I like that you're saying form. I, I want to interrupt there because that's kind of what I was trying to say before. So I apologize if I couldn't come up with the right words. But ironically, that's what I'm trying to say, though, is coming up with the words is hard because I feel like the form is a lot more um, tangible than the words that are, you know, written down about that 
energy that's coming from within to the outward. Does that make sense? And so I think the symbol helps to kind of like piece that together, that which is felt inside versus the word that's like, oh, this is what it is. And it's like, God, it's more complicated than that, you know? Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, and absolutely. We, you know, words are so, so limiting, right? right? You know, and it's, it's one of those, it's one of those aspects. It's kind of a part of our, that left side of our consciousness that wants to organize everything into words and wants to have a cubby for everything, but some stuff doesn't belong in a cubby, right? right? It's beyond the cubby. It is the cubby and it's, it's the space in between. And so, yeah, we do have this, we have this interesting aspect of how we try to kind of organize and compartmentalize it. And again, when we kind of go back to that idea of, you know, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, that is kind of the mindset we almost have to understand about spirituality. And it's still, it's those bigger understandings, those bigger messages. It's more, we can make a network of all this information rather than kind of compartmentalizing. That's when we're really going to kind of connect to that wholeness and really kind of feel that, that feedback kickback of that universal life force when we align ourselves to truth and natural law. Exactly. Right. Exactly. No, and I'm, I'm really glad of that you know, we can have this conversation so openly uh, on on the podcast. Because again, I, I think when people, you know, listen to what we're breaking down between two friends here, they forget or maybe not know that, you know, getting to these conversations is is its own, you know, spiritual gain in itself. You know, I, I start the week, I start the month, I start uh, my day with this idea in my head. And then before we know it, it's just completely... Um, sort of flipped upside down and then reassembled again. And then when I have this conversation with you, it's reassuring to know that whatever you and I have been studying together, your interpretation um, is not just on point with my interpretation, not because we're friends or because we both need to agree on it, but because we're actually picking up what was put down. Does that make right. sense? And that always gives me a lot more comfort. And I hope it does the same for the listeners, you know, that it's, it's a complicated subjects that we're talking about here. And we're not here to, to tell you what they mean. And, and as like, you know, as a fact, but what has been interpreted by just a person on yeah. the other end, you know? No. And I think the, I think the best way to kind of utilize this kind of podcast and other kind of kind of tools of this expression because they are conversations. This isn't a lecture like you would see like with a Manly P. Hall aspect, you know? Oh yeah. This isn't set up the same kind of way. It's it's a conversation. But what what these kind of conversations do, if you can find a community, if you have somebody who's kind of interested in these subjects, is you it's like a trampoline for the conversation because what we kind of do is we usually kind of look at the basics of it, but we cover that ground floor. And so it gives you space to kind of, if somebody else listened to this episode, you can just jump into the deep end. You don't have to go over the first 45 minutes that we talked about because that's kind of this understanding of the base of the conversation. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, one of the, the really important things is trying to find a community that you can connect with people like this. And, you know, and maybe, maybe that's something that we need to do, um, and, you know, there is community on the patron. There's people speak, communicate on that. But I know we've been kind of talking about um, making that more of a, a of a more direct connection where people can more easily connect to each other. But it's so important to be able to have these kind of conversations, to have somebody in your community, whether it's they're physically local to you or you have to connect to them through technology. 
but to have these conversations and let these ideas develop. And even if you're just having the conversation, like even if you pause the podcast and you answer a question or you just kind of take a share what you say, perfect opportunity, you know, right. have a conversation with this podcast. That's a beautiful thing to do. You know, and I think a lot of people do it. I think a lot of people do that with all podcasts that they listen to, you know, and that's what kind of makes unique about it. And I think honestly, when people actually do have conversations with themselves and like, I felt crazy because I was talking to myself, I'm pretty sure we like somehow some way get those messages and those breakdowns whether it comes up in like our waking thoughts later on but like you know there's so many insights that come to me like a week after the podcast yeah. sometimes yeah but it's like a perspective that i'm not even like i'm like wow that's like a really unique lens of me like i i usually don't see it from that quite that angle mm -hmm. you know what i mean and there's definitely, if we understand anything about astral substance, astral vibration, how all that works, um, you totally pick up energy from people. And, Absolutely. you know, when, when, when you have a good idea, if you don't act on it, somebody else will, because it's in the universal, it's in the thought form. It's already been created. And that's why you, you want to kind of act on your ideas, right? We, we talked about how you want to like guard it close to your heart and hold the, you know, don't speak too much on it, but you want to act on those because as soon as you, and you hear that people all the time, they're like, oh, I had an idea for this. And then what do you know? They just started like showing up and you're like, well, what do you know? They just started showing up huh? Right. because it was that you have to kind of tap into to those energies. Um, and so that's, that's, a, that's a powerful kind of thing to do. But, you know, we always talk about that is how important it is to have some some outlet to kind of talk about this information. And and you also might be surprised in the people that do are interested in kind of going deeper because I think a lot of people are at least just approaching these conversations a little bit more than they would have a couple of years ago. I don't know if you find the same. I think it goes, I think it goes either, you know, far the other way where they're like, you know, get out of my house, witch, or it's like, Right. You know what? I'll I'll watch you. I'll watch you scribble some symbols on the napkins for a couple minutes, Daniel. Like yeah. I'm 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 listening to you by the yeah, punch yeah. bowl. Let's see what you got today. You know, and so, um, but yeah, man, it's just it, I think that's such a such an important aspect to have that kind of community that you can develop these kind of ideas and and to speak your thoughts through to somebody. Right. You know? Yeah. I think the importance, I mean, you know, to make it a relatable uh, example is I think it's always interesting how there's this groundbreaking experience that people make fun of sometimes, but we'll, we'll use this one specific example to make my point, but say you're, if, if you, if you've been to, um, you know, your, your basic college, whether it's, you know, community college or university, you know, most, most individuals and their prerequisites have to take psych 101. Right. And I think it's interesting that you're introduced to psych 101. And so now here's this sort of like base understanding of maybe emotional displacement, uh, within your life, um, up until that point and what it could mean. Right. And before you know it, you have that wise, that wise kid or, or girl, that comes home to tell her parents like, oh, the reason you're displacing this energy onto me is because you have unresolved issues with your own mother. Before you know it, the parents kind of roll their eyes like, no, no, I, I know what you're saying, but you just took one semester of this right. and now you think you have it all figured out. And so it gets kind of put back into the drawer. And so people kind of stop the evolution of understanding more complex, emotional, um, um, you know, stunted growth because they're like, oh, wait, you already knew about this? And then, you know, your mom or dad are like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I 
I, I took went, Psych I, 101 I took too. Psych 101 too. And then before you know it, they're like, oh, I thought I just discovered everything. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, um, you know, then you move on with your life and you have other studies or other homeworks, or maybe you don't even continue with, with your education and you go to just to, to the workforce and, and start working Monday through Friday. But that's where I think you and I, <clears throat> when we do these these breakdowns, we're, we're furthering that, that information for the individual who thought, hey, I just I just came across something that actually had something of value to me that had some sort of uh, open, uh, open, uh, uh, an open book to this, this feeling I've had between my father and I, or between my friends and I, or, or within myself and how I feel and why I lean on to this feeling over the other. And here we have this beautiful community that we're creating through this, um, podcast and through this network that allows this conversation to continue on beyond just psych one-on-one, because even then, you know, um, those are just a few or a handful of psychologists in the modern day who kind of had their own theories and their own conclusions, but people kind of forget that those theories and conclusions are the evolution of everything we're talking about right now that goes beyond just a 20th century psychologist or psychiatrist. They got that from these schools of mystery, these, these, these occult sciences, these, um, you know, forms of, of understanding the complexity that we are. And, and, and so I, I love that we continue to, to have this open discussion because I don't think not only will it ever end, but I don't think it's supposed to end. I think we're supposed right. to continue to evolve this way in order to, you know, carry on these conversations. Um, like you just said uh, a little earlier to the deep end, you know, um, complete side note. I had a, a patron member reach out to, Daniel and I, and he really wanted to connect with me. And, um, so I gave him a call and we had a conversation and the conversation went on for two hours. And the most fulfilling thing about this conversation is we didn't have to start with how did you get to listening to the podcast or what's your life? I mean, he immediately knew I can just have this conversation in the deep end with you. And I said, you can't. And before you know it, he took me there and I was in the deep end with him. And I was like, oh my God, I just made this new friend. And I don't think I would have had this conversation so openly with this individual had I not known that we were both looking at it from that lens. And so, right. Sense. Yeah. No, it's when you meet people, you know, that's, and that's why it's like a, it was always kind of uh, like kind of seen as like a fraternity in an organization, right? Because you, you're at a different kind of hill. You're at a different kind of flow. You're off the, you're off the checkered, landscape you're not on that floor anymore you're a chess master so you see other other individuals that are viewing lens through through in life through that lens and so yeah i think it's i think it's very powerful and again i think we we can never say it enough just how grateful and in how much of an honor it is to be on this journey with each and every one of you yeah and just it's just been it's been the most amazing thing in the world absolutely Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I think using this as an, I mean, this conversation, one of the things that I I read about um, from individuals who, who write to us is that they like the genuine conversations you and I have, which is what we're doing right now. And, and that we have this respect for one another. But, you know, one of the things that I have to say, being on this side of, of the microphone is that the more knowledge we've, either of us have ever gained, it's never been about, well, now I'm going to make you feel small. If anything, every time that I feel like you acquire more and more throughout the years 
a knowledge of of these conversations you've the one thing that's led you to do is to be kinder i feel like you've become more and more open-hearted and kinder to what i'm trying to maybe gather as an emotional thought that pertains to an experience or some kind of um you know uh, a path that i'm currently on instead of you being like oh you don't know really how to put these pieces together. So therefore I'm just going to let you talk and sort of roll my eyes at you. And I think that right there is a testament to everything that you study uh, is that you lend yourself to, not just with your ear, but with your emotion to tell me, no, I know what you're saying, like continue. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. And, and, and so I I hope the same for most of the listeners is that this isn't about, who knows the most or who has the biggest library in their closet uh, of books of, of the, of the esoteric or the occult more. So once you have the information, what's the application. And when the application is presented, it's not supposed to be this uh, pretentious sort of, um, you know, complex way of regurgitating definitions that are so, um, you know, eloquent and so, um, diverse. It's, it's actually the opposite. It's like, no, now we can talk more in this sort of base level because we understand what the base is now. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, well, thank you. That was, that was amazing. What yeah, you you're said. welcome, man. I, yeah. That was, but that I, was... I'm just using you as an example because you're the person that I can have these conversations with. I don't know what our listeners are out there, who are they're having conversations with, whether it's their own friends or family, but that's the only person I can relate to right now that I can say, Hey, the more we know, the less we know, but the less, the more we want to know. And the more we want to know, the curiosity should be sort of rewarded because it's like, hey, you're not stopping there only. You're continuing on and and having this unfoldment happen to you repeatedly. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And it's so funny because because that was, um, you spoke about library and who has the biggest library. But we have a fun announcement right now that who actually has the biggest library is is you, the listener, um, because we're going to do a huge PDF book drop onto the Know Thyself website yes. very soon. Um, there'll be lifetimes and lifetimes of reading. And so we'll kind of do a whole breakdown episode and kind of talk about that. But everybody, please be on the lookout. That's going to get uploaded pretty soon. Um, and so who's got the biggest library? Well, you do. (laughs) I can't wait, man. I can't wait. And and again, you know, part of the reason we're having this open conversation with all of you right now is because again, it's, it's going to get heavier. There is going to be more information. There's going to be, you know, new introductions, but you're going to find Daniel and I not necessarily repeating ourselves, but having to go back and reapply one thing we've already covered multiple times in order to have, a full perspective on it or full understanding of it or make, um, you know, the most of it, you know, and, and that's how I feel about even when we talked about, um, you know, the Kybalian, you know, we brought up those, those principles and early on in the podcast and, and here they are again, and, and they're going to keep happening. And, and same thing with the seven stages of alchemy and same thing with, you know, um, what's going to come next in, in season three. So I'm excited, man. So exciting. But yeah. Anything else you want to add to that? No, I think we'll we'll continue this journey next week. But um but no, I think until next time. All right, man, until next time.